This is the Purpose Church Podcast. We exist to help every person live on purpose. It is our prayer that this message helps you experience God in a brand new way. Amen, amen, and amen. All my life, he's been faithful. And he's been good, good, good to me. Amen? Has he been good to you? Amen. I know he's been good to me. I I was going to fake like I was going to keep this jacket button, but I'm not. (laughs) Amen. God is good. Amen. And I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. God has given us an opportunity to be with him yet and still another day. And how about the last day of the year? Amen. Amen. We are in God's house in his sanctuary on the last day of the year. Amen? Amen. Just wave to God and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And thank you, pastors, for the opportunity to, to share this, this, this sacred desk, uh, to bring a word that will uh, bless the people. And first of all, it blessed me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because if it's not good to the one who's bringing it, something wrong. You don't eat people's cooking that don't enjoy it. I'm just saying, amen. (laughs) That's real. (laughs) Amen. Uh, So also, you know, beyond thanking God, beyond thanking our pastors, I want to thank my blessed glory, my wife, Stephanie. Thank you for your love and support. And um, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. I'm going to talk to you today uh, from... Three perspectives. Uh, And I want you to prepare your heart and your mind to receive because it's critically important that we're ready. Amen? Amen. Amen. Speaking of ready, let me pray. Precious Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for what you're doing. And I ask God that you use me in a mighty way so that I can be your vessel of honor on today. Allow, Lord God, your word to flow freely and completely through me in such a way, Lord God, that we all leave refreshed and enhanced in such a way that we can be used by you. Use me in the way that you would have me. Guide me to be in your will. Anoint me, Lord God so that your word shall penetrate the hearts and minds of all who hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 On last week, Pastor Landon spoke to us and brought a word regarding Mary and Joseph. And this this word that he brought was so awesome and amazing. But he identified that they lost their peace. They had plans that were realigned and... They face disappointment. Now, I don't know about you, but, 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 but for me, I have had some opportunities and instances where it was a loss of peace for me while serving God. Am I the only one that's done that? No, good, because I was, I was trying to find which one of you have been saved since third grade, filled with the Holy Spirit and burning with the mighty fire of God and never had a moment of disappointment displace peace while serving God. We have to get to a point where uh, we trust God in the unknowns. We trust God when it's no longer comfortable and we trust God when we don't understand what his goal is in the moment. 
I, I want you to, 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 to I got to take my glasses off so I can see what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I want you to, to really prepare your hearts to be centered on when you lose your peace while doing the will of God. We're going to look at Jonah, Ananias, and Jesus. Jonah, Ananias, and Jesus. I know that some of us are accustomed to Jonas being preached back in the back with the little ones and Jonah and the big fish and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But Jonah is grown folks stuff. I mean, it really is. If you don't know Jonah, then that means you don't know Nineveh. If you don't know Nineveh, you don't know Jonah. We'll talk about it. Let's go to Jonas. Uh, we'll start in chapter one. It is all of four chapters. I'm going to give it all to you, but I'm not, but I am. Amen. <laughs> Jonah lost his peace because of the task and the message that God gave him, so much so that he ran from his assignment. Jonah chapter one, we'll hit verses one through three. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amatia. Now, I'm in King James. I, I like King James. He's my friend. If you like NIV and others, that's fine. I, I might touch some of that. But don't be mad if I touch thou and, you know, giveth and all that. Amen? <laughs> Y'all all right with me? Give me some grace. Amen. I look young, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Verse 1 again. Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amatia, saying... Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went to Joppa. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. From the presence of the Lord. Now, Jonah is a prophet, and Jonah is a prophet of God, but he was running from the presence of the Lord and his assignment. Don't you wish that you could understand what's going on in Jonah's mind in this moment where he's like, no, <laughs> you talking about Nineveh? God, you don't, you don't, I don't, I don't think you understand. I mean, you know, the last time I was around there, they said, don't come back. I mean, you know, you, you know, a place like Nineveh, you know, a place that you wouldn't go and spend no more than six seconds. Right. You know, a place where if it gets dark there, you better not be found. You know, I'm not going to name no spots, but you know, the places that you wouldn't go. Right. I mean, just think about it. I mean, really, God? Really? Really? That's what you want me? I mean, look, they don't even deserve your grace. You know how raggedy and roguish they are? I'm talking about Nineveh. I mean, like, so Nineveh, just for a little brief history, Nineveh is modern-day Iraq near the area of Mosul. It was violent. It was mean. And it was hateful. Let's go to Nahum. I'll tell you a little bit. Nahum chapter 3 verses 1 through 3. Woe to the bloody city. We can stop right there. But the Bible gives us a little bit more. It says, woe to the bloody city. It is all full of lies and robbery. Its victims never depart. 
The noise of a whip and the noise of rattling wheels of galloping horses, of clattering chariots. Horsemen charged with bright swords and glittering spears. I mean, they bedazzled the spears. <laughs> There's a multitude of slain, a great number of bodies, countless corpses. They stumbled over corpses. This is Nineveh. Can maybe you relate to God them? You want me to go and bring a word to them? He, he may or may not have looked for a travel agent, but he got up and went to Joppa. He picked the city and he bought a ticket to get on the ship and he got on to ride. And there are some other things in Jonah that talk about that experience once he was on the ship, but even God's... <laughs> Displeasure disrupted the already disrupted peace of Jonah. The waves and the winds started to rock the ship in such a way that they were like, look, it's one of y'all on this ship. Somebody got to go. <laughs> right? We're going to draw straws. You know, and Jonah was like, look, man, it was me. Just throw me over. Right? When the seas demonstrate God's displeasure, it compounds even our loss of peace. You ever had your ship rocked when you were being disobedient? I'm, let's go to Jonah 2. I don't want to meddle. <laughs> Jonah 2, verses 8 through 10. Let's see. From the belly of the big fish, Jonah gained some understanding. I'm guessing you would too, right? Verse 8, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. This is Jonah speaking. You know, like they, 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 they steal treacherous. They forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice un, unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spoke unto the fish and vomited Jonah unto the dry land. Now, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you know, Jonah gives the right words, but I wonder where his heart is. He acknowledges God's providence and that salvation is of the Lord, but I wonder. Sounds suspect. Don't do that. If we're going to yield to God, yield to him. I'll show you this, John, uh, Jonah chapter 3. I, I, I like verses 1 through 10, but I'll, I'll focus in a little tighter than that. So uh, let's see. Jonah, of course, tells, uh, he's told by God, hey, man, go preach what I told you to preach. Right? And if God gives you that second warning and second admonishment, go do that. Amen? He says, go do what I told you to do. And, and, and you know what? I, I feel like Jonah on the inside said, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. You want me to go preach that? Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Now, I want you to pay attention that, that, you know, not only does Jonah cry out and give the message, he gives it in a certain way. And in the King James, it says that Jonah cried and said, and that's interpreted, shouted and proclaimed and called out. But I wonder if he was actually crying because he cried and said. Jonah chapter uh, 3, verse 5, uh, and then I'll go to verses 9 and 10. Uh, verse 5 says, 
So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth and ashes from the greatest of them to the least of them. Now, Nineveh was three days of walking span. And Jonah got out of the big fish. He walked about a day's worth in, and he said what he had to say. I don't know how loud he really said it, but he said it in such a way that some heard it. And the people, not, not the government, but the people decided to go into prayer and put on sackcloth. And so a great amount of them did that. And then in verse, actually, let's go to verse 8. But let the man and the beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. This is after the king has understood what was going on. And so from, from that day, the king ended up calling a fast. And he said, not just for the people, but the people and the beast, everything. And God saw their works, this is verse 10, and God saw their works, and they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil, and he said that he would do unto them. And that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. In other words, he said he was going to get them, but he repented of what he said because they repented and so I just wonder sometimes you know again I wish I knew the original thoughts but wait Jonah 4 verse 1 but it disappointed Jonah exceedingly and he was angry and he prayed unto the Lord and said I pray thee O God O Lord was not this my saying when I was in my country did I tell you Therefore, I fled unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repented thee of evil. I knew you were going to let them off the hook. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, take my life from me, for it is better for me that I die. Verse 11 of that same chapter. And this is God. <laughs> Should I not spare Nineveh, the great city wherein there are more than 120,000 persons, six score, right, that cannot discern? They don't even know they're left from their right. And their cattle are dumb. <laughs> right? Like, all these people you wanted me to waste? Are you serious? And you know I'm a gracious God? If you find yourself worried about what God will be doing and that he'll be merciful to others that have been treacherous to you, be careful. God might want to use you in a way that someone else's salvation story includes your word. Don't be so mad about the ones that may have threatened you that you relent and relinquish the authority and the task and assignment that God has given you. Amen? If they're treacherous, so be it. Guess what? The best way to destroy your enemies, convert them. Amen? Allow God to use you in such a way even if they're vengeful, if they're filled with wrath, 
how much sweeter is that going to be later on? Amen? So uh, let's, let's, let's put a pause on Jonah and let's go to Ananias. Ananias was told to go to Straight Street. I love the name of that street because I need to be put on Straight Street every now and then. He said he was gone there. He, he had to go there to find this guy named Saul. Saul was temporarily blinded. And the disciple, Ananias, was sent by God, but he was nervous about the task. Why would he be nervous about the task of going to speak so, to someone who could not see? Well, Saul, later named Paul, but Saul was a murderer. He had the authority to literally snap his fingers and say, he, he was the one that actually held the coats and handed out rocks when Stephen, one of the first deacons, was stoned to death. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, uh, starting at verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said he the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. Now, make no mistake about it. We're talking about that Saul. For behold, he prayeth. Now, I can imagine to Ananias like, Him? Praying? To who? <laughs> right? And he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias. Oh, that's me. Coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. And Ananias said, uh, Lord, I heard about this guy. I've heard from many of this man how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on your name. But the Lord said unto him, go your way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my sake. I mean, can't you imagine Ananias practicing? <laughs> I would, right? I mean, Saul, I mean, this is a big dude. Even if he's not big, this is a big dude. And I'm not talking about big. I'm talking about big as in authority and power. And that literally, I said he can, and something's going to happen. Can you imagine? Okay, 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 okay. All right, so he's blind. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to say, uh, Saul. Uh, no, that's not good enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm here to see who in here is named. No, that's probably put him on edge. <laughs> I, I can just kind of imagine him going through different things. Like, you know, I can even see him at the place looking through the window saying, nah, nah. <laughs> okay, Lord, this guy? Okay, and you want me to touch him? Golly. All right, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. I need to remind him of, of his experience. On the, he, God said he's blind, so let me, I, I could use that. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. 
I can imagine. I, I mean, I know Dak wasn't out back then, but he can say, here we go. <laughs> so, so, okay. So let's go to the word. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put his hands on him saying, brother, <clears throat> brother Saul, <laughs> the Lord, even Jesus that appeared to you on the way <laughs> as thou camest, has sent me that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as, as it had been scales and he received sight forthwith and meaning immediately and arose and he was baptized. Did you know that Paul went on to write 13 books of the Bible? I mean, can you imagine if Ananias in his initial fear and concern, even for his own life, that maybe, just maybe, maybe I should do it, maybe I shouldn't? Can you imagine if he had abandoned the assignment of God, how much adjustment would have been made and how he would not be listed in Paul's lineage of salvation? He was sent. We talked about sent this summer. He was sent and God manifested an awesome thing through his word and obedience to Christ. Wouldn't you want to be used by God in such a powerful way? Don't abandon your assignment. You don't know what that other person will do in the Lord. Amen. When God gives you an assignment and, 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 and that makes you lose your peace, I heard a preacher some years ago said, if you got to go trusting and trembling, go trusting and trembling. Amen? And just depend and lean on God to do what he does. Because if he gives you the task, he is going to equip the outcome, regardless of your perceived ability, regardless of your fear, regardless of your concern, regardless of the history of the person. I wouldn't be here today if somebody hadn't approached me. Where would you be? Allow yourself to be used in such a powerful way that it helps to transform the trajectory of someone else's spiritual and natural life. God can use this even if you lose your peace in the stage of instruction. Amen? Let's talk about Jesus. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, it's not fair to talk about Jesus. I mean, he is God in, in skin, so he's going to do God's will. Right? But did you know that Jesus was touched with every feeling that we have? Even Jesus lost his peace. Let's see. First, I'll touch Hebrews 4.15. And, and I just, I'll read it from the Amplified. Give you a break from King Jimmy. I'm coming back, though. <laughs> Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. Jesus went to the garden. Y'all remember the garden, the, that G word that is hard to say? 
Exactly. I knew if I faked like I was going to say it, somebody would say it. <laughs> but three times in that garden, God, Jesus went with his friends, the, but Peter, James, and John, the three inner circle folks say, hey, look, come with me. We're going over here to pray. Look, I'm going to go a little bit farther. Y'all stay here and pray. What happened to them guys? <clears throat> right? While Jesus was out, while he was away, he went and prayed. So I'll go to, let's go to Matthew 26 and uh, we'll, uh, we'll emphasize verses 38 and 39. But, but in your own reading, I want you to read Matthew 26 verses 36 through 45. So I'll again emphasize verses 38 and 39. This is when Jesus went, he prayed and he said, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me, right? Verse 38. Then he said unto them, so God, he went, Jesus went, he prayed, and then he came back. And, and he said, he saw them sleep. And, and, and so verse 38, he said this, he says unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry here, wait here, and watch with me. And he went a little further, about, and he fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he said, let this cup pass from me three times. It wasn't just a loss of sleep with his friends as they napped. An angel showed up and strengthened him and, and his distress showed up physically in his body. Over in Luke chapter 22, we'll, we'll touch verses 41 through 44, but really it's 39 through 50. But verse 41, and, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast. And he kneeled down and prayed saying, Father, if, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not, not my will, but, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And beginning and being in agony, he prayed even more earnestly. Some of us would quit when it hurts. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down. If you think it's a metaphor, I challenge your thinking. God sent Jesus for a very specific set of purposes. And he said, God, I'm going to do, Father, I'm going to do your will despite how I feel. I got a brother that every time one of us feels a certain kind of way, we send a text and it, it really is a simple text. We'll only get half of the text and the other one will respond with the end of it. It says, do God's will despite how you feel. Can we encourage each other every now and then with that type of phrasing, with that, that type of encouragement and somebody comes to you for prayer? I'm, I'm not comfortable. I don't feel like I don't know if this is the will I don't it can't be it's too hard do God's will 
despite how you feel. If Jesus had abandoned his assignment, even though he was stressed in a big way, if he had abandoned his assignment, we wouldn't be able to follow his pattern. It hurt him. Do God's will, despite how you feel. John Maxwell will say that when you find your why, you can find your way. I say in that moment, Jesus knew his will and he fulfilled the way. Amen. As we prepare to go into 2024, know that like Mary and Joseph, like Jonah, like Ananias and even Jesus, God may be realigning our actions and thoughts for his purpose. Are you willing to yield to that? Are you ready to yield to that? He has such a great calling and anointing on each and every one of us, everyone in this seat, everyone wherever you are listening, even if it's not today, you listen back to it again. He's going to remind you. Do it trusting and trembling if you have to, but do God's will despite how you feel. It is up to us to do the things that he instructs us. It's up to him for the outcomes. Amen. So I'm going to tell you this. This morning I was ironing my shirt and I like to iron every day. Thank you, mom. I don't throw it in the dryer with the little spray system on it, right? And I was like, why did I choose the most wrinkled shirt in this closet? But I was determined I'm going to see it through because <laughs> I pulled it out. It was already on the ironing board, right? I was already ironing. I sprayed it with the starch stuff. And I'm like, come on, wrinkles. And I found in this very simple activity of ironing my shirt to where I perceived that God said, well, that's you. I mean, the shirt is clean. I think it's bright, right? Eh. <laughs> right? But it's a good shirt. And I'm trying to get the iron, the, the wrinkles out, and I'm applying the steam, and some of the, most of the wrinkles are coming out. And I thought to myself, how long am I going to iron this shirt? But it's a metaphor of me. God knows that all my wrinkles are not completely out. He applies the steam. He applies the heat, the pressure. He applies the motion so that I have the opportunity to get more straight and be more presentable unto the people. But he knows that my body heat is going to assist with some more of the wrinkles. But they're not all going to be gone because I'm human. So I got my jacket on. You can't see the rest of the wrinkles. He knows where they are. <laughs> that's his business and mine <laughs> right but yet and still this shirt is functional today and so am I I still have wrinkles he uses me so do you let him use you don't be afraid of the yeah because it only hinders your perspective God chose you 
He's the one with the iron and the steam. Let him work it out. Amen? Do God's will despite how you feel. I want to invite you to contemplate Mary, Joseph, Jonah, Ananias, and even Jesus. I want you to think about, yeah, but God, you know, it's hard over there. This is a hard task. You don't understand. He does. And he wants to invite you not only out of, if you are from Nineveh, he wants you in the kingdom. If you are from a place where it was been hard and difficult, he wants you to surrender your life to him so he can use you in the mighty. If you were Saul, and you feel like, I don't know, I, I can't see straight right now, God. Well, he sent you to the Purpose Church so that your sight can be restored and you can be used in a mighty way for the kingdom of God. You can be a part of someone's salvation story. And even in the moment, if it's difficult, if you're feeling like, God, it hurts, I feel like I feel like I'm sweating here and I feel like it's my boys, my girls, they're not even standing with they over there sleeping. I'm trying to do your will, God, but I feel alone. It's okay, it's okay, because he is with you. And he's gonna wake them up and you'll be unified on the path to righteousness. Get up off the street that you're on and get on straight street. Join us here at the Purpose Church in the, in the walk towards eternity in Christ. If you don't know Jesus in the pardoning of your sin, I promise you, he came for you. And he's available today, right now, in this moment, for you to say, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of running, I'm tired of the pain, tired of even the destruction or the disruptions that I have caused. I know I was a part of that. I'm tired of being, I know I ain't doing right, but you know what, God? You said that you came to be the healer, the deliverer, the one who brings salvation to all. All I got to do is accept it and believe it. It's too many people out in the world that say, ah, well, you know, God is a vengeful God. If, it, if that was true, why are we still here? Sure, you can read in the Old Testament a lot of destruction and all that kind of stuff, but you know what? We earn the same thing today, but why are we still here? Because he wants you to have an opportunity to come to Christ, to surrender your life to him so that you can be used in a special way. If you need God in your life, I want to encourage you. We have prayer partners available today. Come on down, prayer partners. I want to invite you to come down if you need prayer and agreement to change your life so that you can live for and walk with God and gain heaven on the other side of eternity. If that's what you want to do today, it's available now. I, I urge and inquire for those who are in Christ, pray and ask God.
to release them for their freedom so that they may respond. They also, if you are in a place right now where you feel like, God, I, I, I am with you, but, but, but I, it's hard sometimes. And I don't know, man. I don't know. If you're in that place right now in, in God and you know that he has given you assignment, but you need someone to join with you in prayer, come on down and receive prayer. And if you are in a place where you're like, God, it's the end of the year and I know that you're going to use me in 2024 and I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I just don't know what you're going to do. God, can you speak me to me today? Can you help me in this transition of the year so that I can be used in a mighty way? I don't just want to be saved and stuck. I don't want to be saved and just sitting. I want to be active in my faith. God, can you, can you speak to me? I encourage you, come down. Let one of our prayer warriors agree with you in prayer and allow to transform who you are and what you do for him. Amen. If you're willing to surrender, that's all you got to do is just surrender. It really is that simple. Allow God to use you. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Church Podcast. If God used this message to impact your life, Tell us your story by emailing mystory@thepurposechurch.com. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at thepurposechurch.com to get connected and receive all the latest information.